Welcome to the 8 News Show. I'm your host, Andrew, and once again I'm coming to you from the Northern Territory, around about half an hour outside of Alice Springs, at the Wittigen Fest, not Festival, Conference, uh, the Healing Conference. Possibly, uh, I've, guys, I've been talking to Rose today, and we both agree that this has to be possibly the most important meeting to go on in Australia in uh, contemporary history. Would you agree with that? Uh, so today, continuing on with the, the discussions that I've been having at this at, at Wittigen, um, I have tonight with me Luke, Jambi and Mark, all three coming from the Byron Bay region. Yeah. And, um, and they each have a really important story to tell. And so we're going to get into that right now. Luke, can you tell me a little bit about um, your background where you, uh, what were you doing? Let's just say, let's talk, guys. I guess we'll we'll start it by saying we'll we'll talk pre-COVID. Yeah, what was happening in your life pre-COVID, Luke? Um, well, firstly, I just want to um, introduce myself, Luke. Please, Simpson. thank you. Um, I'm a Nyangabal man from the east coast of Australia, uh, northern New South Wales, a part of uh, modern day. Uh, named Bunjalung, um, and I want to pay and acknowledge the country that we gather on today, uh, Aranda, and also pay my respects to the elders, both past and present. Um, in my life, pre-COVID, um, upbringing before, um, before it all, uh, was a lot different to what's going on now, to, to what I'm a part of now. Mm. Um, I, don't, I definitely feel that, you know, the, the evaluation of my upbringing and uh, to, to where I am right now has all been in the process of building this strong avatar and character yeah to be the the man I am today to stand here alongside like-minded brothers sisters uncles aunties to um stand in the absolute so when you look back at your past life you feel like everything's led up to now is that what you're kind of saying um i can almost pretty much say that yeah. it's inevitable that what happened in my previous yeah. in my upbringing has Brought has justified you. me and has defined me as as me today yeah. to, to to be here and to be present. Mate, I uh, I had that realization about myself about six to eight weeks ago, and it hit me, and I realized that everything I'd been through led me to this very point. Uh, Jambi, what about you? Would that be a fair summation in your case? Is there something you'd like to add to that? What what brought you? Um, how, where were you at pre-COVID? <laughs> Pre-COVID, um, I was. It's a funny story. The the month before they announced that there was such a thing, that mm. they announced about Wuhan and all that, I was in England, travelling around, um, doing some speaking engagements here and there, but also uh, working with a crew called um, 
delegation of Mother Earth that I'm a part of as well. And um, we, yeah, I managed to pick up a sickness that I've never had before. And this was a month before they announced it. Yeah. Um, in my travels, and by the time I got home, I was laid out for two weeks, more yeah. sick than I've ever been. Yeah. And, and do, you, do you think enough, it, was? it was? very much like, yeah. and I've, I've had COVID, what they call COVID, uh, three times. Really? Yeah. And um, it's, to me, it was like a bad hangover. Oh, mate. Back I, in the day, you know? Yeah. A really bad hangover. But Same. then again, I used to sit and drink five bottles of whiskey. Yeah. And, um do that for a few weeks straight and so those type of hangovers where you have absolute blood poisoning and shit, yeah that's that's what it felt like to me I, I, yeah yeah I but i um so yeah in coming back here and then all this everything hitting here like it slowed my role as far as international um travel and everything but then obviously country wanted me here you know so it's uh just say okay well let's go back home and do some work and mate, what was your what were you doing? What what sort of speaking engagements were you doing in London? Um, so I'd uh, that was my second trip over. First trip over was a few months earlier, and I'd um, I was invited over to do some do a bit of work over there in uh, just uh, travelling around, putting in some good vibes here and there, different places. Um, just because somebody dubbed me in, I think. Like I've never really talked myself up that much, but yeah. What were you up. doing though? You, you're being very uh, mysterious about this. I ended this. up some it was sacred work, but um, a little bit of ceremony here and there. But uh, you know, okay. I ended up at Glastonbury Festival. All right. Did a, a little workshop there and um, was part of some ceremonies for the opening and all that sort of thing. Wow. But that was just part of the trip, so it was yeah, it was nothing. There's nothing uh, like putting my name in light. It was just no, like, no, along for the ride. Yeah. But then, um, yeah, after that, like, I'd, I'd connected with uh, some elders and shaman from around the world and yeah, built a bit of a friendship. And so, yeah, it was ended up going back for uh, another couple of things that was on. And uh, I think they must have just had too much money. They could fly this bike around wherever. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like you had a pretty um, good time, like, I'm assuming. I did, I did. Yeah. And, um, the first time was way better than the second, but uh, that's because I was, I was um, poking some uh, <laughs> some bears that I probably shouldn't have, but uh, in, in hindsight, I learnt big from that experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'd still like to know more, but we'll move on to Mark. Mate, tell us uh, a bit about your background and um, everyone, as I've said in my previous few podcasts that I've done over the last few days, we're in the outback in a camp, there's dogs everywhere and people everywhere and there's cars going by and kids running around and the dogs are pretty excited right now. We've got two big Rottweilers right, parked right next to us um, and they're awesome but they're excitable as well. So Mark... What? Where were you at, mate, pre-COVID? Yeah, it's um, been on an interesting journey, just pre-COVID. Um, quite a lot of just uh, we do a lot of stuff in workshops around Australia, um, hip hop workshops and mental health and um, 
but a way to help kids that have been in trouble, that have been through different sort of things, trying to understand themselves, identity, utilise the mind, anxiety, depression, all these sort of things, but yep. do it in the context of music and culture and and just finding solutions. And But anyway, before just before COVID, um, I was making, I've been making a series on the power of sound, so globally around the world. So uh, it took me to uh, Israel, Palestine, um, Egypt, um, all through South America, Mexico, um, America, um, South, oh, all through Africa as well. And searching for the knowledge keepers really of just um, of sound, frequency and vibration. So um, yeah, following, um, you know, I'd, you know, I wanted to do, so I was going traveling and I always like to travel with purpose and cause and somehow sort of felt like, um, somehow I just started and started in Africa doing the first episode and um, it's quite successful, won a lot of film festivals around the world. And, so um, you, 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 you haven't told me about your business, I mean, off mic, but to, mm. I don't want to interrupt you, but mm. what, what, what were you doing? You've got a, you've got a production company. Yeah, so video. Yes, video. Look, just um, so to talk about the past. You know, I grew up in a world uh, up in Anala in Brisbane. Um, pretty, pretty young. Left home. Um, again, I watered the state as well. So I made here. Um, went through, you know, pretty hard upbringing as a as a young fella. And um, those been lucky enough not to fall into the victimisation of it, to um, come out of it. Um, with the empowerment of the lessons that have happened, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I remember like um, when I first, when I was a young fellow, I looked up and I had a mentor, and he'd be like, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do what you do, bro, help help people like me, you know. So um, that that um oh my gosh that um led me on a bit of a path. Um, I've really just into the social service, trying to help youth that have been for the same thing on the streets, are going through problems, and then um teaching at-risk kids coming out of um, prison systems and all that sort of stuff and then um, eventually starting One Vision Productions which was which is where we use media and film and, and stuff like that but that journey before COVID and that's a long story and that but th- before COVID I just really got um, doing a lot of travel and just power sound documentary in the meantime my breaks between that and just you know finding wisdom keepers from around the globe and understanding from vibration everything is vibration and power of sound and just um you know from cymatic re- resonance to pyramids how they've been built to i mean it opened up this this massive massive it sounds like an incredible journey you've been on mate it really does yeah just, yeah no it's been unreal and like you know you said before um things leading up to me and that's what i think about everything like everything we've got to go through the darkness you know we've got to go through the hardships and we either become a victim of them or we either we utilize those those hardships for our strength and we ought to use that for our power. So I've been trained as a warrior on the battleground, you know, so. Yes. Um, so, you know, I feel really blessed, absolutely blessed with my life, um, you know, to be here now and to be sitting here in a um, conference with my brothers here, all you guys here, like, um, stand on the front line of sovereignty. And um, and for people to be black and white, wherever we're from, doesn't matter, we all bleed the same colour, everybody to be coming together and to be um, talking as one, we are one talking as one about different ideas and different understandings as we can put into a new future. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing to be here. Yeah. Yes, um, everyone, we've we've just had a refuel on the generator and the dogs are just playing up a little bit, so I do apologise for that. Th- thank you. Uh, 
So uh, the joys of doing uh, this sort of stuff outdoors in the in the in the outback of Australia, it's uh, always interesting, and there's never a dull moment. But I'll tell you what, it catches me out a lot because we'll be mid conversation and I'll completely lose the plot. I don't know where I'm up to because there's so much going on around. So, um, guys, let's um, turn this into more of a conversation about uh, well. I'd like to talk about what you'd like to talk about, but I do have some questions I'd like to ask as well. So, Luke, where would you like to start? What's your mission in life now that you've come here? Or even, what does it mean to you to be a part of this? And, and what it, what is it about this that you think is really, really special? Um, well, I think... You know, to to be a part of it amongst many other brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, um, it's it's an absolute honour. Yeah. No, um, I I could probably go through this ten times, and I probably I, the whole ten times I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. You yeah. Know, um, standing here, standing up, and standing for what's right is the most important thing for me right now. Yeah. Um, but to be here um, protecting my culture, our culture. Yes. Um, our children, you know, and protecting everything that this um, beautiful country and universe has, has blessed us with um, is, is, is an absolute honour it really is, isn't it? And Jambi, you have known about, you've been with this organisation for quite some time, as you were saying, but um, did you know that this was coming up? Were you part of the organising or were you involved in the approach to it or anything like that? Because I've got to tell you, um, all three of you, I didn't know anything about this and I didn't even really uh I'd known that there was people going but I didn't agree to go until just under two weeks out and uh I learned a little bit about it on the way up here and then I got here and realized that um this was far far more than I'd ever expected and uh it's not about me though I've, I had a good talk to Rose about that this afternoon and um people people can listen to that but what about you John you like uh, as I said, did you know this was coming up and were you, did you know what to expect or? Yeah, I, I know better than have expectations, but yeah. I, I didn't know it was coming and I, I had been involved in a few talks earlier. Um, mostly, yeah, because, you know, um, a lot of the some well, some of the crew, the the main crew are um, from the local area, so I've, I've had interaction with it before. And but you know, OSTF predominantly has put a lot of energy into into the fight with the for sovereignty. Yeah. And um, I think it's um, a lot of people in the organisation of. And a lot of the tribes that are involved are starting to feel that call for the healing to take place. And so, yeah, that's that's the step that I've been waiting for. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can jump up and down at war all as much as we want, but 
to be honest, if we're not doing the healing in the background, then what are we fighting for? Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon that the mandates um, brought this into fruition? I think the, the mandate will help to shed light on those those things and the um, my understanding is we hold each other accountable under that and we will be doing the, doing that work you know yeah it's not um, the I, I always say the politics reflects the people so if the people are strong we're healed and we're we're looking after ourselves that's what the politics look like if we're walking it we'll get it oh, i've got to agree it's with gotta you be the, it's got to be that way and it can't be any other way yeah so to put the mandate out we will be fucking healing ourselves mate you you've that. said that really well um i haven't heard someone say that before but i know i've thought it i just had never put the words together um i completely agree with you um it's quite clear that we have a big issue here in australia and um, I agree. I think the pathway to sovereignty is the only way. I don't know if I've told you guys, but I discovered Mark um, around 17 years ago, blew my socks off, and I spent an entire year researching everything he'd spoken about. And as I said to him, I got to a point where I realised that uh, he had far bigger balls than I did. Mm. <laughs> it, it really comes down to that, right? And... Um, and he thought that was funny. <laughs> and he said, oh, no, I'm just a stubborn old prick sort of thing, and, uh, which, you know, you know, they're the sort of words you would have said. And yep. um, uh, I said, yeah, but it's, um, it's truly incredible what you've done um, because um, there's no way I would have been able to do it. I can tell you that for sure. And for me, coming here and seeing all these people um, and the organisation – now, I know that this was only planned six weeks out, but the way it's come together and the people it's drawn together are, is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. And uh, the just you, I, I could tell within the first 48 hours of being here, I was like, nah, this definitely is the most important thing that's happened in Australia. Um, and there is, I believe that there is something that's going to be achieved out of this. I really do. Uh, <clears throat> So what do you reckon about that, Mark? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, I came out here, I never got any expectation or anything anymore. I try to stay in the moment of the now, of just, just like going, oh, what it's going to be is going to be, but I had a calling. A couple, a few people said come out here. A uh, couple of, um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, just, you know, when you got that feeling, you got that vibration, it's like, okay, I think I'm, gonna, I'm meant to be there. Um, and I hadn't even looked at a brochure or, where it was or anything so yeah. just um just yeah just following that path of like coming out here and and so we're coming here with no expectations so just you know i didn't know didn't even have any expectations of what i thought it would be or what was going to go on or anything but um you know I've, i got here yesterday and everybody here is is, is just is on they're, they're yeah. we're, we're, we're dealing with so many different awesome minds here that have come from different walks of life to understand different understanding of sovereignty to different cultures to um really understand the old way to bring it into the new dream and every, every single person you have this conversation you have conversations with you're like wow it's just a fellow brother and a fellow sister yeah yeah so then it comes down to what we're creating right now is a foundation so nothing's going to be achieved overnight so so with our spines coming together, I mean, we've got to create good, strong anchorage. Yeah. 
we've got to create something just you know as a foundational stone to move on and we can't expect everything for the ball to move it's been thousands of years to, to get here but it's like how do we how do we create this anchorage how do we create a foundation of society that's looking after Pachamama looking after each other walking and lifting our vibration looking after each other you know coming from the from the heart of forgiveness coming from these places of of what we can perceive as as a new generation but then like the brothers said we need to do everyone needs to do with their own trauma and also to be able to bring that forward yeah because you can absolutely see, you can see in already in, in, in um people you know like there's always going to be different traumas that are going to come up and all that sort of stuff so what i see here is an amazing foundation um a lot of beautiful people like-minded that care about this earth and this planet and each other coming together doesn't matter what color our skin is or whatever it is as one to um t- to look towards a brighter future yeah and uh, that's powerful and as you say this is just being here and, and in it it's um yeah, Mate, you, you describe it really well. It's um, and I'd just like to add, it's really based in family. Um, the respect that all there's a lot of elderly people here, and there's a lot of young people here, and um, everyone's just working together so well. And you know, I've noticed uh, the elderly people walk into the into the kitchen. Everyone asks them, "Do you want a cup of tea?" You know, everyone's looking after them, which is really really great. Because do you guys agree? that um, there's been a very, um, very obvious attack on the family for quite a long time going on now. And I mean, as in Indigenous guys, you would know that for sure. But um, indeed, for all Australians, there's been an attack on the family. I mean, do you, I mean, Jamie, I know you and I are probably getting close to the similar kind of age. Uh, I remember when... uh, children were allowed to divorce their parents do you do you remember that yeah they still are aren't they i think you i think they are even worse now how off the hook is that (laughs) yeah that uh i mean okay maybe there could be an argument but geez it'd have to be a damn good argument and i haven't seen it for that to happen and i mean you've got that sort of thing and then we're just being attacked from every angle it's in our food it's in our water it's all that sort of stuff what do you reckon luke what, what is it do you, that you think is um, the biggest problem uh, for all of Australia right now? Um, Probably too much, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot, the, the, a lot the to consider. The biggest problem? Um, well, I could, I could rattle on... So uh, much, for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. a dozen. Um, but I think, you know, one of the biggest problems amongst... Um, humanity is the division that has been created amongst mm. us all. Yeah, you know, and um, the way that the the globalists have been able to, you know, segregate, divide, manipulate, fear, um, deceive mm. us all as um, living yeah, men and, and women. squat on us. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And you know to to um the the time and the and, and the planning of what they've done is, is you know almost been near excellent. It, you mean with the COVID thing? Um, well, just or? well, you know, this agenda wasn't just something that they planned. No, over. that's right. You know, yeah. the, it, 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 the, the, this system predominantly was was built to fail from the beginning. Yep. 
um, my ancestors, Jarvie's ancestors. Um, you know, we were we were the lab rats for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if there's one way that you can sort of look at it and try and image it is that once upon a time, this great continent that we are a part of right now um, was 100% original people. Yep. Now, statistically, we are 3.3%. Yeah. So over 240 years, the the genocide amongst mm-hmm. the the um, the civilization, our race, has been extraordinary. You know, it's been. Yep. And those same dark forces have been behind this for the, well, I say contemporary history, but it, there's evidence to show that they go far further back. Uh, those lineages of those people that are the uh, the true wealth, not Bill Gates, the true wealth. It's around the early 1600s or something. I've heard stories backdated to then. There's lo- lots of the, that's a very deep discussion, but um, those people and their and their ancestors um, have been fooling around with us p- people for a long, long time. And uh, a lot of people say to me when I I go around and um, try to, you know, in, in, in my past pre-COVID, I was the conspiracy theorist, right? And uh, people would say to me, when I'm trying to talk to them about an issue, they say, yes, but what can you do? And I, I just, I still just can't get my head around why people are so shallow to say that, because it's pretty simple. You just say no. Did you want to jump in there, mate? Yeah, well, this, this slavery system, you know, you see it back, you know, just from doing a film in Egypt and going past then, you know, like, how, you know, how the initiates go through understandings of coming at, like, just, there's, it's been around for eons, yep. you know, and it's been um, done in many different formations and came about in different ideologies and formulated through religions and, and political well, yeah. structures and... And um, so um, I want to surely choose my words then because I'm right because I think anyone who has higher faith and belief in something is is great, it's connection, it's to believe in creator or creation, whatever name we put behind it. But that fear paradigm has been the antithesis to that. Yeah. We've had, you know, through through fear and, and through the slavery mentality of, of the matrix has been sort of given to us as our ideal of reality. Um, is being cleverly manuscripted and and um, very well crafted and, and kept us a lot as people as humans in, in ignorance, you know. And mm. if they want that, they don't want us to open ourselves, open our consciousness up to be able to really understand our true selves, our potential, our limited potential that we have inside of ourselves. So, yeah, the slavery runs deep, and um, um, in a sense, would you agree that um, most people today? Uh, flat out walking zombies and they are slaves that that they just don't realise it I think we're all walking in the slave matrix um, yeah. that, um, and how deep that goes um, could be contended um, but um, and it's just layers of it you know if, when I see anyone I think someone says oh somebody's waking up or awake because we're all awakening up in different levels of vibration constantly so um, uh yeah, it's like, um, but it's it's great to see that actually, you know, when the penny drops for somebody, you're like, ah, oh, the dots start clicking. Hang on, this is not, this is not. But why, 
why haven't I been cleared? Because I mean, for the our health system, our education system, our pharmaceutical industry, everything's set up for disease and destruction. Yeah. Everything's just from the... From it's all set up to milk us. Mm. Um, I mean, from every angle. And at the moment, they're milking us just through the price of petrol. But otherwise, it'll be um, get you onto a medication. Yeah, we're all blokes here, right? I'm at that age where I've started receiving the letters about getting my um, prostate checked. And I'm, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, so, I mean, you know, what happens with people that go down those sort of paths is they end up on medication for the rest of their lives. Isn't it think, incredible? You know, that is, you know, again, what this system has been terrific at doing is that if we if we just take uh, a look at the the human structure and the, the human body it's very identical to the earth itself now the um the rivers around our nation is the is the blood mm-hmm. you know the um the rock here Uluru, mm-hmm. is the heart you know and um the the sickness you know, if we, the people of this continent, I guess we overlook it or we just don't put too much thought into it, but the people that walk around on this on this continent are actually the cells, right? So over, I think, half a billion cells make up the human body. Mm-hmm. They all communicate with one another. But if you can stop the communication or interfere the body becomes sick. Yep, yep. So that and is where the division between the people. Yeah, and it's from all um, all mediums. There's electronic, there's everything now. There's the shit that they inject into your body. There's the, the interference through just the water we drink. You know what drives me nuts is fluoride in the water. We're all being forcibly medicated all of the time. And there's not much we can do about it unless you go and spend a lot of money to get it filtered out, and you know that presents its own issues. But um, what about you, Jambi? What um, what do you reckon is the primary thing that we need to change? And it, from whatever perspective, from your perspective, I think um, understanding real empowerment is a is a major thing. Yeah, understanding what grounding is, actually being here, present, what that means, what does that look like, what does it feel like? Just jump in your mind, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. So it's that. There's bits and pieces of being a human being or being an earthling that we're we're not holding space for in modern day society, and haven't been doing for a long time. Yes. It's not. It's not completely our fault. But uh, we are the ones that can do something about it. Yeah. And um, to I have I have this understanding when it comes to colonisation that uh, a lot of the tribes of the earth that have been bastardised by the by different occupations, not just the British, mm. by you know, every major mm. conquest across the world has has left all of the original tribes of the original bloodlines from different places uh, without a home, without a connection. Yep. And um, 
we see a lot of those bloodlines turn up in in our face as, as indigenous peoples, not just of this place, but indigenous peoples around the world. Mm. Um, looking, searching, wanting to find those answers. And it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take every single one of uh, that bloodline or the, 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 the next generations of those bloodlines to, to find those answers. It only takes one. Yes. To um to learn it and embody it, and then it changes the uh, the story for the whole genetic pool. Yeah. And we have, as original peoples of the earth, our our old stories and our old connections are the the very answer that they've been looking for, and it will give them a home again. It will help them to understand their place in the universe again. And uh, it's been a massive, a massive. Uh, mission for government and corporate and a few extraterrestrial baddies yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to make sure that we don't find that to, to keep us at at different ends of the society at different ends of consciousness as as far apart as possible Mate, because we do have the answers yes simple as that and the answers are here and all you have to do is free your ass and your you know, get on the journey and you'll find it. Yeah. Everything's a divide and conquer technique, isn't it? Absolutely. Everything around us. Um, you know, I had – would you guys agree on this? Because I think – is it safe to say – I don't want to make assumptions, but I think you guys are pretty much like me now. I don't have any, any income, really. I know, Mark, you, you've got a bit of an income. Have you guys got incomes oh, or I'll not? i just get a little – Crappy Zanalink wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, well, that's not an income. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, yeah, definitely more outgoings and incomings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know the funny thing I've been finding, though, and uh, I want to know if you guys find this as well, the more I give over to this path kind of thing, the more enrichment I get. Like, and it's just in every form. Uh, I need to go there. Somehow it happens. I, I, I don't even know I want to meet a, a person, but somehow it happens. And then, you know. Just those frequencies, <laughs> manifestations, yeah. you know. We, yeah. We're able to do it. Yeah. Mm. I need a few bucks. Someone gives me 500 type of thing. It's just all the time now. It's crazy. Is that what's happening to you guys? Completely. I, I think just um, being, any, being in service and then, um, when you when you let go of those those things like expectations and all the thinking it's like okay what's next yeah losing and the fear of not having losing as well. the fear of not having and I'm lucky enough to be on a wage at the moment um, it's not a great wage but it's enough to um, you know me and my boy live in a garage in Mullumbimby or part of the house And but it's it's enough and everything gets everything gets uh, gets put in the way I, whenever I need to go anywhere I can go anywhere whatever it's, it's been uh, an amazing amount when you stop being in the mechanism of fear mm. and that immediate part of fear and you let go and it's like see, people talk about the idea of manifestation and it's just i think it needs to be really you gotta walk the universal laws of vibrate of, of manifestation if you're like if you're doing not for yourself or your or your materialistic self and you're actually going how can i be in service and how do i how can i help and how can i have care into the planet and whatnot just it seems that just everything will work with you to be able to do the mission that you have that you that you're letting go to do yes without putting yourself in like we're not the director (laughs) you're sort of like just letting go of that of that um 
of that expectation or letting go of you know that materialistic want and of need and um for me i've just found massively i've just you know um even those power sound documentaries, I was like letting go, and all of a sudden there's a killer Harry Bushman picking us up at the airport, taking us to Bury, and it's like, you know, just like, how did this come about, and then just everything being in sync, you know? And yeah, just, yeah. Because it's sort of letting it, letting it go, like. Um, and would yeah. you agree that through doing this, you're kind of living a rock star life, kind of thing? I might feel like I'm living the. the my best life because I feel like I'm walking in what I feel to be purposeful for my for, yeah for, for my journey. So yeah, that can't be that can't be priced, you know. Um, That's right. That, yeah. But that, you, you get what I'm talking about, right? 100%. It's like uh, I kind of have left my entire life behind, and uh, it's really weird when I reconnect with friends from that other life, sort of thing. And uh, they go, "Well, what have you been up to?" I'm like, "Fuck, where do I start, man?" And I and they, they press me a bit, and I say, "Well, this is happening, this is happening." They're like, "What the hell? How how is that happening?" I'm like, "I don't know." Sounds very similar to yeah to to you know conversations that I have as well with with just general people, you know. Um, but just back to what you were saying before on how things just you know the things just happen, and not being on. Um, a wealthy income or, you know, uh, having a lot more outgoings and incomings. Um, I think what's opened the eyes is that um, we're, walking on a, we're walking on a path of truth, love, appreciation, respect. And by doing that, um, we are opening open the eyes of a lot of other people that can understand and um, comprehend that ownership itself is a colonial concept. Yeah. You know, the... Um, it is, yeah. The original people of this continent had, had never labelled themselves as owners. You know, and um, roughly about 12 months ago, I, I probably had around over 150K worth of valuables, you know, Bikes, yeah, yeah. Jet yeah. skis, all the toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, at that time, I th- I felt that I was very powerful. You know, I felt that you were really walking, successful. I was walking on cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but twelve months prior to that, um, I'm at I'm I'm in a place, and a part of something that's the the most enrichest thing of life, you know, and that's to be here and standing for the creator itself. You know, that is just something that you can, can never put a price on. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, overall just magnificent magnificent within myself to to be able to understand and interpret you know from uh, a little over 12 months ago to what I had back then to what I have now but the mindset that I've developed now yeah definitely Jamie you'd be it sounds like you've been living a rock star life for quite a while but um you're very. Shut he's up, always man. living in it. Yeah, he's, he's always. <laughs> Look at him. He looks like a rock star. Um, 
So do you find, you'd agree with that, like everything you need just comes to you now, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think that's a, that's a big part of the understanding of manifestation where we've got it wrong. It's My understanding is if you're actually on your path and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, what you get, what you need will come. Yeah. And mm. it's, it's already waiting for you. So you don't, mm. manifestation to me isn't about asking for something you haven't got. It's about realigning with what's coming. Yeah. And, um, that takes a bit. It takes a, a, a switch in, a, in thinking and a, a switch of feeling. And it's um, like I wasn't expecting any of the, anything that, that anything that I've done while I've been walking a straighter path, while I've been walking my spirit journey. I had no idea any of that was coming. Yeah. I, I picked myself up out of the dirt, um, as a fall down dirty drunk, and straightened my shit out. How and, long ago was that, mate? Uh, stopped drinking. Stopped drinking about forty-six now. Thirty-two. I stopped drinking. Wow. Just and I. It's not like I. I stopped. It's like alcohol left me. It went somewhere <laughs> else. It's like. Uh, That's interesting. It didn't fit anymore. It's uh. It, it, it had nothing. It had nowhere to stay. Because I'd done the work to, to heal my shit. Yeah. So yeah. it just moved on. And, That's um, interesting. Which is like me and alcohol had a, an amazing relationship. You know? <laughs> We've all been it there. Was very eh? colourful. It was uh, very colourful. Technicoloured. Yeah. 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 Like put me in strange places and yeah, it's um, yeah, it's like I, I sh- probably should have died a few times, but um, mm. yeah, I just I know the ancestors called and. Yeah, I, I followed, kicking and screaming, but yeah, I followed, yeah. and uh, found myself on this journey. And then, from one moment to the next, without any expectation or any, just going with it, it's just exploded into into a life where you know, people look at me for a bit of guidance, and you know, what I say seems to warrant being recorded sometimes. And, yeah. Well, it's um, yeah, I can understand that. You're a bit of a, I, I, I get the sense that you're the leader uh, for all the young blokes coming through. Like Luke, is that the, a fair way to put it? I wouldn't. Not not leader, but like the big brother, the dad, big brother. I don't know what's the story. Well, you know, you know Luke's going to jump in here. And you know, as they say, make, your, guess, make your life a, a warning or. a... Or inspiration, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, way. <laughs> so many of us look up the Jambi. Um, just so you know, he's walking his walk. He's, you know, um, I'm so proud to be his brother. Um, many ways, he makes me want to be a better man. Um, I'm off the alcohol for about five months now as well, and I reckon that was a big part of Jambi's influence and just utility. Just give it the prod, like you, you're there yet? You're getting the hand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and still, like every day, that's a part of his. Uh, that's his truth and his power that he has and just in our area you know like um a lot of people look up to this brother for guidance you know as a as a solid rock so so um yeah i, I testimony that as a um as a brother from northern rivers you know big yeah if that being too bloody nice to you mate i'll throw that <laughs> don't play too much wind up his ass luke what about you well i th- oh, you know like from what i see in 
the brother is that he more so just um, walks and holds himself on a journey that he would like and love to see others Mm. on. You know, it's um, it's not about being um, the leader of a pack. You know. Yeah. Um, it's not about sitting higher than anyone else. No. It's just about being real and being you. Yeah, and being and, it. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, wanting others to, to um. You know, if with with my work that I did, you know, it was um. If I was able to change one person's mindset in the time that I operated, when well, my job was done, you know, and um, that's, you know, what how I, uh, how I walk, and 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 what I do now is more so of how I would like others to um, to you know to hold themselves and to and to and to walk. As well as um, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'll, you you said something. I'd like to throw it out for all of you to comment on. Um, we were we were talking about going through. The, we are talking about going through this transition, right? Jarvis obviously already there, fully fledged. Um, you know, it's, no it, such it, thing, bro. No well, such no, thing. I know, but you know the the point I'm trying to make, and I, I kind of had a similar discussion today with Rose. Um, I think there's a lot of people in the audience and maybe sitting back thinking, "Oh, I see. So if I just think this and think that and change what the way I think about this other thing, then everything will just open up to me." No, that's not how it works. Um, there must be a very positive intention and there is work to be done because that's part of it, isn't it? We it are the is, positive intention. Y- yeah. <laughs> it's not just, oh, I know, I just won't do this and won't do that. Or you, you, you have to make it happen. First off, you need to have the care to want to create some change or create whatever that is in your life or anything and then you need to gain the knowledge in order to be able to create that change, and then you need the reciprocal action to be able to do that. Without all three of them, mm-hmm. you don't have anything. So you can have the care, but you can sit there and go, I just want to do all this, I want to do that. And you don't go off and you start, you know, say you want to build a house, and oh, I just want a house there. Yeah, yeah. They, you got to have the care to want to have a house there, you got to put it there, and then you gotta, you got to go the knowledge how to build the house, and then you've got to go and have a reciprocal action to build the house. Or mm. likewise to create change and whatever that is, because change can be good or bad, whatever you want to but create you, something yeah. that you care about. Like, the way to think is that what do you, when you take a second, like what do you what do you care about in this world? And then if you figure out what you care about and then you can start to go, how do I gain knowledge around that and how do I turn that in reciprocal action to be able to start walking into my purpose? Yeah. You know, so it's... You've got um, to put positive intention into mm. everything that you do. Mm. What would you say about that, Jamie? What would your advice be to people who are trying to figure this out and don't quite know what this all this lingo is that we're talking about? I think the the main answers are in already internal. So you, everyone already carries their own answers. Their ability to receive or understand or implement those answers is where we've been put over the barrel. That's mm. where they've got us. So for good, good point. The, the best. To, to put it in the simplest way, like Brother Mark was just saying about what you're um, passionate about, 
understanding yourself and being able to answer the simple question, is it truth or trauma? Is this thing about you that you're proud of, is that part of your truth or is that part of your trauma? Is it an effect or is it your natural state? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So to, to be even like, shit, I used to be the best, like the, so proud of how much alcohol I could consume, yeah. you know? Was that part of I my truth? I think we've all been there. <laughs> was that part of my truth or yeah. was that part of my trauma story? Obviously, it's part of my trauma story. But yeah. we, we seem to find pride in so many things that aren't worthy of it. Like, uh, you know, we have, you know, it's, a, it's the old story of the yeah. uh, the guy, um, the, the school bully being the most traumatised kid, you know, and the second most traumatised kid is this class clown. Hmm. You know, it's these big out there personalities. They're not in balance. That's, not, you know, that's a good point. The clown's crying and the class bully's afraid, you know. So it's like... I was both of them, I think. Were you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Luke. Um, tell us a little bit more about how you were the class clown and the bully at the same time. Do you want to say sorry to anyone? <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> predominantly, brother, I just I apologise to myself, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest thing, and I think that's overall reality of um, what we live, is that we, we control and determine the outcome of ourselves, um, the reality that we live in. But it comes back down to having that strong sense of identity. Knowing who you are, mm. understanding who you are, you know, and building that foundation within yourself to minimise the manipulation and the misguidance. Now, as you always return back to your foundation and you know who you are, you can capitalise on different things, you know. But it's it it, it is much strong. It is much harder to be misled. And um, that's something yes, that I've definitely um, been able to identify within myself. Um, but in terms of being the class bully and the and the class clown, um, it was it was a response to traumas within myself, right? Being a part of Ward of the State and many different um, carers carers that I used to get flogged by. Mm. So I was flogged in the fear. Mm. So being the bully gave me the of power sense of, yeah. of, of strength. Yeah. But I was still that class clown because I had a lot of fear, you know, pumped into me. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, that was sort of the balance, you know, and um, it has, it has been, you know, for myself, uh, an absolute life-changing experience, but, you know, stating earlier in the conversations, um, evaluating my upbringing um, has, you know, purely led me to having all intentions of knowing my purpose yeah. of right now. And it made such a change in your life. What do you, uh, let's go with you to start with, Jambi. 
what do you think's um, going to happen next after religion? After this? Yeah. When we're talking about being on these journeys, that we, we just go with our heart and our path and our truth and all that sort of thing, what do you reckon? We, I know it's hard to predict because we, none of us really know, do we? But what do you sense? Well, the most important thing from here is the the uh, the step into empowerment and what that really looks like, mm. the, the measures that it takes to be actually empowered for real, to be sovereign, to mm. be the protectors of our communities as men to be the 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 women who birth creation birth the, the next generation in a, you know and everyone having that responsibility knowing their responsibility like i said the the um the politics reflects the people so if we get about our healing we come into our strength and we really take control of that we'll get the empowerment and then no one can mess with us you know and uh and it's it's not something that the government's going to be able to do anything about because the government will only be able to can only operate under certain things you know if the people if the 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 mainstream people in australia actually learn what real empowerment is they'll they'll realize it they don't want to give it away. You know, it's it's not something that you want to give away. And they won't let the government take it. And everything that comes into play that looks like it's going to take that empowerment away, they'll jump on straight away. Fuck pitbull. No, no bloody way you're mm. doing that, you know? So we saw we saw how many actually went against the mandates for COVID, you know. Even like I lost a brother like at, at that time as well. Um, but, you know, it's like we're not just here for this lifetime. Yeah. You know, and it's a slippery slope. When you start giving your power away and they start taking it, it's yeah. very easy for for them to play the game of give something, take it away, what you drop, give a little bit there, take it away, what you drop. And all of a sudden you're standing in the bottom of a pit. You don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, and then your kids come along, they go, shit, I'm at the bottom of a pit. Yeah, what the yeah, hell? Yeah. Why am I born into this? Yeah. You know? And then, of course, yeah. sometimes their spirit doesn't want to stick around. And then yeah. we see all sorts of measures of social dysfunction, drug abuse, your suicide, all of that comes to play. And all because we we haven't paid attention. That's you know? right, that's right. And we, we <clears throat> as the adults now haven't done the work to hold empowerment and share that with our children yep. and let them know what that is. Yep. And tell the stories and explain to them. When they go to divorce their parents, granddad should be there or grandma should yeah. be there or uncle yeah. or aunt should be there. Yeah. Going, what are you doing? Yeah, we've ha- guys, we've given ourselves away to the man or the pretty lady on the TV, haven't we? We've literally... that that. That talking head has become the preacher. Mm. That's the, that's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> Blow up your TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you, the, the fire. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah. Oh, the, it's all here in the fire. <laughs> you know, like um. Yeah. You know, it was uh, the more we're distracted, um, and they're using that, that the weapon of frequency and vibration. Uh, 
for the for the divide and conquer narrative, the fear narrative, to keep us stuck in our amygdala, constantly scared, not being able to raise our vibration, to walk away from that fear and to realise the resonance of love. And look, this is a part of the program and constantly, and it's why it's very hard to talk to a person that's programming to the TV, watching the normal news constantly and the adverts because... This is frequency. This is uh, this vibration that's being constantly. They're, they're addicted to it. Yeah, and that manipulation, you know, as as they, I think it's Freud or whatever. Twenty seven times you start to keep, you, you start to believe it. It becomes a part of your of your your field. So yeah, um, I think the best thing we can do is turn off the TV. Don't don't go anywhere near it. And then the, and the fear, anything that is sort of div, that seems to divide, um, question it. If it's a religion, it's easy to divide. If it's anything, or it's news telling you to divide, or it's coming from a fear mechanism, then then we need to question. Because, you know, um, for me, creation, creator is expansion. There is no divisions, there's no walls, there's no there's no lines in the sand saying you're different to me or you're king or you're God and all this sort of stuff, you know. So um, when it, you know, and the news and the stuff that's going on right now is just fear, fear, fear. I see 95% of the news is made up for bad news. I did a communications degree, and it's meant to be said like that because... You know, bad news sells, as they would say, as they indoctrinate yeah, yeah. the people into the media. But and they got five percent at the end. It's like baking a cake, but they'll be like the stories, the good stories come on, like the football and oh yeah, da da da. But this indoctrination of fear, we don't have to realise on a on a chemistry level. You know, when we're utilising our amygdala, when we're in fear, how much that affects us. That's the reptilian part of our brain yeah, that yeah. we go into this fight flight mechanism. We don't access that more part of our conscious self. So if if it div- creates divisive narratives, get rid of it. You know, yep. that's to say, if it's if it's creating, if it's if it's if it's dividing us, if it's dividing a, a four part, not creating unity, and because you know, everything's a part of a unified field, light and dark. You know, um, you look at heaven and hell, but we that we don't, we don't like the all of everything has to. We have to go through our darkness to realize our light. We you know our best lessons are learned in the darkness. Yeah. You know? So, um, the TV. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, going back to that. I mean, it's just. Um, yeah, it's a vibration. It's a war on vibration. They're utilising it through, through sound, through frequency, through words, through spells of words. Um, so we have to be careful of what we let in and what we allow ourselves to be in that field. So, yes, agreed. I think and, one of the, and, the true reality please, yeah. of that is is that you can't see the light without seeing the darkness first. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you've got to acknowledge it. You've mm. got to understand, you know. Mm. You got to. It's like mount, uh, rock bottom will teach you lessons that mountain tops never will. Yeah, mm. great, great way of putting it, mate. You know, you're I'm, right. Mm. To speak on my own journey, um, I've hit rock bottoms probably more times than I can count. So you've bounced along the bottom. Definitely. Mm. Um, but my attitude with life itself was um I, I was a, I was a stubborn person you know a, a stubborn stubborn man that just wouldn't take no for an answer that um failure was never not, never an option you know and um there were times where I was knocked down and I got knocked down pretty severely and um you know two of those times were um, one losing my sister at a very young age, and then the other losing my fiance four years after. Oh shit, um, man! These two were pretty much the only two two people I ever loved in life. Um, 
I don't think I've ever been able to love again after it. Um, and that is a journey that I'm on within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, another conversation. Mm. But um, it is, it is. Yeah, I guess. You know, overall, we we live to learn. You know, yep. and, um, and 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 we grow and I think you know no matter how no matter how many times you fall down you can always get back up mm. you know to have that mindset and that understanding that neither failure or success is final you know failing That's today right. doesn't mean that I can't be successful tomorrow Absolutely. being successful today doesn't mean I can't fail tomorrow yeah but it's how we react to those situations that will make us evolve right. or keep us at halt. Yeah, and you got to be willing to learn. If you can't learn, you can't live. And that, that actually, if you step back and think about it, that's uh, just very overly simplified, but it's so true. Um, gentlemen, starting to get cold, um, would there be, what is the, what would you like to wrap up with? Would you like to start, Mark? Is there something you'd like to final thoughts that you'd like to pass on to the world? Uh, any subject you'd like, mate? What would you like to say? Um, what a time to be alive. Um, yes. It's not look at things like everything's bad. It's understand everything comes into a moment. We're standing on the forefront of massive change in this in life as we move into a new dawn, into a new age. Um, be excited to live. See the beauty in everything you see. When you when you when you look at a tree and you see the beauty in the tree, that appreciation that is love. You know when you see anything, you see the appreciation and the beauty in someone else. That's the vibration of love. And you know so, as we move into a transition when we understand ourself better and self and understanding of heart, not just mind, understanding heart. Um, you know I, I believe we we've got an awesome. Um, an awesome, amazing world to come. We have to think about what we give our energy into is what we become or is what we feed. So let's keep our vibration strong. Let's put ourselves into things of healing Pachamama, healing the earth, healing each other. Um, keep keep learning from each other. Um, there's no division. We all one. Um, I look forward to the future and thank you very much for the conversation thank you luke final comments from you anything you'd like to depart any wisdom you'd like to depart to the audience well if there's um any recommendations that i would make is um that you know find get in touch with yourself um get some sense of identity and dig deep. Um, understand the balance and work out ways and solutions of how you can become better. You know, something that I did at the very beginning of, um, you know, I was a previous alcoholic as well. I'm abused alcohol and five years ago I gave up. Best decision I made. Mm. Um, but in that time to make change, um, I, I sat down and I, and I wrote some goals and 
the very I didn't know I, I didn't even know what a goal was back then, you know, yeah. at the time of writing it. So I wanted to to write down some things that I knew that I was, you know, more so a smart goal, which is what I learnt about more after yeah, um, setting right. my intentions. But the first thing I wrote was just to get up every day and make my bed. Uh. And it was um it was powerful. You know, um yeah. I overall I thought I become better at making beds. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, no, but I love it. But if you it. hear this it. out, yeah. it, it, it just brings it all together. Is that, yeah, you know, like three, four years after setting them goals, I was still repeating the same patterns because that's what success, that's that's how success happens, right, is um, repeating the same patterns daily. So making me bed and then a few years later... I'm doing it and I'm thinking, shit, I'm getting really good at this. <laughs> this making the bed But it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was that after, you know, setting them goals and achieving them gave me more belief to set bigger ones. That two, three years after setting them first goals, my sleeping just became a whole lot better. Wow. So less restlessness. We've got a strange little noise on the mic. Keep keep going, mate. I don't know what's causing that. It's but, a bit of um, NT dirt in there, I'd say. Yeah. But I just became less restless. You know, um, I went to sleep and I slept rather in one position, like a log. And um, I only had to just basically get up and make one fold over. Bed was done. <laughs> You know, and that came with the healing that happened. You know, um, sleep is a big part of healing. Yep. But, um, yeah, you know, just to wrap it up is to to focus on healing ourselves and, and, and becoming a, a better person, you know, and... and Set and yourself it, some challenges. Trying to be better than I was yesterday. Mate... Very well said. Um, thank you very much for that. Jambi, uh, last words for you, mate. Uh, get empowered, pretty much. Just the, the only thing we really need to do in life is find out who we are and then be responsible and respectful of it. And then... Uh, follow your guidance and then when you get to where you're going just be yourself and what you have to get done will get done and uh, the starting of that has been real with ground out first learn how to connect to the earth and so you can look at life and experience life from your heart rather than from your trauma story or from your, from your mind and then um, see what's truth and what's trauma. Trust in your emotions because your emotions will know what to do. They know how to process the feelings. They know that life is a feeling game. It's not a thinking game. You can't think your way through it. You, um, yeah, drinking plenty of water will help. <laughs> yeah, not alcohol. Not alcohol. Yeah. 
Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with me this evening and sharing your stories. It's um, been really great to talk to you. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be able to take something away from what you've all said tonight. Um, I'm so grateful to be here at Wittigen with you guys and uh, I really look forward to the future and I hope I meet you again sometime because uh, I've got a funny feeling we will. Uh, I don't know how, but uh, I uh, don't know if I mentioned to you, I had no idea that I was even going to be here until a couple of weeks before we left. So um, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me um, on the 8 News Show. Uh, I'm going to close the show out with a song by a friend of mine. Uh, This is Hold the Line. I think you guys might enjoy it. It's written by a lady from Western Australia. Um, She's actually played all around the world, including at Live Aid concerts and things like that. And she's a real freedom fighter. Um, So I hope you enjoy this. This is uh, Hold the Line. And uh, good night, you guys. Thanks for being with me once again. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. We stand for our freedom We stand for the children